Life Audio. Welcome to the Team Us podcast, where we share how grace, commitment, and cooperation can help couples live the everyday moments of marriage together. Hey, everyone. We're Ted and Ashley Slater. Today, we're talking about something that's part of every marriage, and that's money. Money, money, money. Often we believe our questions mean we don't have faith, but I believe Jesus loves our questions. Our questions are windows into heaven. I'm Caden Fabrizio, and on the Questions with Caden podcast, we ask and answer one question per episode as relevantly and biblically as possible. Questions about fear, anxiety, depression, addiction, and so much more. Don't worry, your questions, they're not going to scare Jesus. So ask away. Listen and subscribe now at lifeaudio.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. The Historical Jesus Podcast is the sweeping saga of the life and times of Galilean Jesus of Nazareth, as well as the faith, religion, and church founded to honor and disseminate his acts and teachings. Join me, Mark Vinette, on this fascinating journey through time, exploring the many great works of Christian theology, literature, architecture, music, and art inspired by the words and deeds of Jesus Christ. So, Ted, today we're talking about money. Yes, we are. But before we delve into why we picked this topic, it was actually you picked it this week. I did. Which is cool. Uh I like when you pick topics. All right, cool. And what we've been contemplating and talking about about money, I want to do something just kind of a little fun over at themoneycouple.com, I came across a like assessment they have. Right. So they list five different money personalities. And they are security seeker, saver, spender, risk taker, and flyer. Right. And they have this five money personalities. I don't know what a flyer is. <laughs> I did either. not get a flyer. Okay. So we're going to have to live in mystery on that one. Mm-hmm. If any of you listening end up taking the quiz, which... Hey, we might be challenging you to do at the end of the show and you get flyer, go on social media, let us know what that, what means. that means, because they only give us the definitions for what we get anyway. anyway. So I thought it would be fun to take this five money personality assessment just for fun and then kind of talk about our results and how we've seen it play out maybe in our marriage over the years. And I actually, when I saw your results, I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. And mine didn't surprise me well, I know all that much. Is. Okay. Okay. So they basically give you a primary personality and a secondary personality. Got it. And I was a spender, which. Oh, a primary? As primary. Very and that nice. did not really surprise me. And they say that as a spender, your outlook on life can be summarized as use it or lose it. You make things happen by spending on yourself and others and are often generous. So I I think that fits me. But when I went in and like read like the nitty gritty details, I didn't think they all fit me because like they say, as a spender, they say it's a person who gets a thrill from a purchase, whether it is for themselves or others. I wouldn't say I necessarily get a thrill from a purchase. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I mean... I don't get like, I mean, if I get a good deal, then I get excited. (laughs) 
I'll be like, look how many coupons I used at Kohl's. Uh Well, sometimes I save a lot and I get very excited and you don't always share Share my enthusiasm. How much did you spend? Right. Right. But okay, they said challenges spenders may come across is you're not worried about getting a good deal. For me, that depends on the context. Like if I have time and energy and coupons and I can get a good deal, love it. But if it is between getting a good deal and having to spend a lot of time finding that good deal Mm -hmm. and the ease of, hey, like we're doing costumes for like our girls are in a Moana Junior production. And so as parents, we have to do the costumes. And I'm like, okay, so I could take all this time and go to the store and try to find a deal or I could just order this from Amazon and maybe I spend $5 $5 more than if I would have gotten a deal, but look how much time I save. Right, and gas if you had to drive somewhere. Yeah, but they say how spenders make life decisions by being carefree and loving to take care of others. I do like that. Well, as a mom, you kind of have to. Right, well, and we always say, you know, they say, you know, where your heart is, that's where your treasure is. Mm-hmm. Or where you spend your money, you can tell what you love. We spend a lot of our money on our kids. That's true. I bet your secondary one is security. Yes, because I like security. I mean, if you go back to what the Enneagram, aren't I the one who right, needs right, security? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's kind of an outlook on life can be summarized as better safe than sorry. They say you make things happen by planning for the future and you're often well prepared. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm well prepared when we go on vacation, <laughs> you know, right. or that kind of spending. So there are benefits and drawbacks to each of these money personalities. So right. like the benefit of uh, security is you do plan and um, yeah, there's a certain amount of peace when you got financial security. Right. Well, and they said like they at the end of this quiz, they kind of talk about, you know, how it plays out in your relationship, the strengths and the weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Um, and they said as far as a spender, they say a spender can be a great partner because they'll never let finances get in the way of truly living life to the, to the fullest. So we don't fight about money that often i don't think we fight about money that often right but i'm also like experiences experiences you know right that's where off to california right (laughs) got a couple of those road trips Mm -hmm. planned in the coming year okay what did you get uh my primary was risk taker and my secondary was spender okay see i should not have been surprised by the risk taker but i really wasn't sure I thought you might get spender as one uh-huh. because unfortunately neither of us is a saver. Right. But maybe that's why we don't have as much conflict over money. Mm-hmm. But I shouldn't have been surprised on the risk taker when I started reading it. Like read the just some of the descriptions. Um, I'm on the, where's my mouse? I'm <laughs> Where is that thing? Where's my cursor? If you could see us uh-huh. right now, you'd see Ted scrolling. Scrolling madly. Or trying to. All right. It says, as a risk taker, your outlook on life can be summarized as nothing ventured, nothing gained. Excited by possibility, being decisive, seeing potential. So, yeah, I think before we got started recording, before we press play, you had mentioned some of the investment stuff. I am drawn to like penny stocks, you know, because if it goes up a penny, you just doubled your money. <laughs> <laughs> why but that makes me think about the girl this is totally a tangent but Uh we like to throw tangents in here yes there's something i think it's from phineas and ferb Uh and they're like if i had a penny for every time that happened 
I'd have two pennies. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, go ahead. Okay. Oh, yeah, no, that's a. Uh, so yeah, and I'm working freelance now, hundred percent, not working for the man anymore, and that's sort of the result of well, you know, hard work and discipline and good clients, but but also some uh, risk taking because you don't have the security of you know an employer or insurance. We use uh, we use Samaritan Ministries, so we don't have traditional insurance, health insurance, but uh, right. But just the security of working for the man isn't there. Yes, but that was hard for you to make that shift. It was because you liked the security. It's true of it. It's true, right? But I do like as I was reading like the strengths and the weaknesses to the risk taker yep. that you sent to me. Mm-hmm. There was one where it said one of the weaknesses is because of the quick movement of the risk taker, it can leave plenty of room for things to go awry. If their partner feels <laughs> like they were gone awry. their partner feels like they've been left out of a big decision, oh. resentment can start setting in. And I think we have we've seen that because there was at one point you invested in something and I think you talked it through with your sister, but I didn't feel like you talked it through with me before oh. you actually made the investment. Got it. And that ended up that was a that's probably the biggest fight we've ever had about money. Yeah. So reading this, I was like, oh, interesting. I feel like it just gave me a little insight. I mean, I still like for you to talk to me before sure. you um, spend money. Spend money. And it's funny because we're both spenders, but I think we spend in different ways. Right? Like, don't we joke sometimes that you make the big... I only buy one thing. Uh-huh. But it's $500. And I'll buy little things that all sorts of little things add up, add up to a hundred dollars. Yeah. But we tend to talk about most things, right? Like most significant purchases. purchases. Right. And sometimes you'll go into a little bit of saver mode and be like, no, we can't do that right now. So, yeah. yeah so I think it's, it's kind of interesting to look at our strengths and weaknesses it is helpful. Yeah. and personalities. So why do we decide to talk about money this week? Yes. This okay. Episode? Well, the reason we decided to talk about money this week is because of the message yesterday, our pastor at church yeah, mm-hmm. taught yesterday. We, um, Chad Moore, Sun Valley Community Church in Phoenix area, and it was on what it means to be a disciple of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And he said that following Jesus is death to self. It's about laying down our lives for him and for others because that's what love is. And this is where it got like he started getting into people's business. Mm -hmm. He said, you know, if we're not laying down our lives for Jesus, we're laying it down for something. We're worshiping something other than him and trusting in something other than him. Because he said, we can't not lay down our life for something. You know, all of us are trusting in something, sacrificing for something and hoping that something will redeem our lives and bring us peace and contentment and joy and satisfaction in our souls. And so he gave three just big examples. Right which were money, sex, and power. Mm-hmm. And when he talked about money, that like really resonated with you, right? Yeah, it did. Um, at some point he said, if, you know, if members of the congregation, if if you're struggling with one of these, raise your hand. And I raised my hand because I have thought about money. I do think about money. I'm, I'm, I'm not currently awesome with money. <laughs> Meaning... I would like to have more of it because I think it would provide some security and we could have, you know, less concern about debt. We can 
go to a particular restaurant if we want. We can, you know, go on the little uh, vacation if we want. So like uh, when we were having our house built, I was thinking, you know, once we have our house and we move in the back patio, you know, sitting with the sitting on some furniture at night and I'll feel like, okay, I'm at peace now. And so I've been doing that now that we have our house and I do love it. But I'm thinking, you know, wouldn't it be nice if we had some more money so we could put a pool in the backyard and then I could sit back there and look at the lights of the pool at night and then I'd have a sense of financial peace. So it's almost like if there were just more and more money to get these things, then I'd finally feel a sense of financial peace instead of just being content with where I am now and being generous with where I am now. You know what I'm saying, kind of? Right. Well, and he talked about how money is not evil. Right. How the s- love of money is the root of all kinds of evil, but itself is just a tool. It's just a thing. Right. But it comes down to, are we letting money control us or are we putting money under the submission and lordship of Jesus? Mm-hmm. Hello, hello, Quinice Petway here, co-host of the Your Daily Bible Verse podcast. Are you someone who loves to take a deep dive into God's word, one verse at a time to explore his will for your life and desire to draw closer to him? If that sounds like you, I'd love to invite you to head over to lifeaudio.com and search Your Daily Bible Verse to tune in and subscribe for daily inspiration, life application, and spiritual transformation through the in-depth exploration of God's Word. Yeah, he talked about like, you know, if you find yourself thinking about money and doing something to get money, and it's keeping you away from your kids or your family, it might be an issue. And so that stuck with me too, because I mean, it's important that we have enough money to do the things we want, to be generous, to serve others with the money. I mean, you need right. money to pay your bills, right? To eat, to housing. And that's what he said. He said, if someone tells you that money is not important, then they're lying to you about a bunch right. of stuff. It is important. It's, it's all over the Bible. So obviously it's important. But that question or that scenario of is your working to get money, you know, hindering your relationships with your loved ones. Right. Well, and that's I think that's an interesting one for us as a couple and maybe some of the people who are listening to contemplate, because I would say in some seasons of our life or some years or of our marriage, probably yes. Don't you think? Mm hmm. I think at this particular season, I think with all the responsibility on your plate, you're doing fairly well at making sure that work is not keeping you from also spending time with family. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we have had seasons where I would say you were a workaholic. I'd work during the day and then at night you'd go to bed and I'd continue to to work. Yeah, but I don't know that all of that was about money. I think some of it was about identity. Yeah, right. You know, if I'm productive, then I'm, I feel like I have more value, I suppose. Right. Well, even, I mean, I was looking through Shanti Feldhein's book, you know, for women only. Mm-hmm. And she has, which I have not read. 
Have you not? I've read, I don't know. I mean, I mean, it's for women. It's not for me. I've read the for men only. <laughs> uh, we've used it because we've used them when we've done premarital, premarital mentoring. Mentoring. Not yes, counseling. not counseling. No, no, no. We're not counselors. Mentoring. But anyway, there's like an entire chapter on how a husband's need to provide can weigh him down. And he likes it that way. <laughs> I think that was what uh-huh. the end of the chapter was. But mm-hmm. she even says, you know, for most men, the drive to provide is so deeply rooted that almost nothing can relieve them of their sense of duty. So I think, feel like there is this sense of duty in you to provide for us that is just wired into you. But I feel like sometimes it can get out of balance. And I think that's what you were feeling. Or maybe that's what the sermon was making you feel when it gets out of balance. Right. Right. No, it was, um, you know, whenever I hear a sermon, I try to see how I can take it to heart. I try not to be like, oh, this sermon would, would be great for so-and-so because they need a kick in the rump. You know, right. They need right. some conviction. Uh-huh. But I, I try to listen and apply to myself. And this one is, yeah, something I, that I took to heart, you know, yeah. and I, I want to do it right. I know you tithe. You're generous with giving money. I tithe to the, for us. Uh-huh. Yes. And I'm like... Well, you know, <laughs> I know that if you give money to the Lord's work, that is an expression of trust in him and, you know, a valuing of what's going on in the church and among God's people. But it continues to be a bit of a challenge. Yeah, I feel like that's one area of money throughout our marriage that we have not agreed on. Hypothetically, I agree. But hypothetical is not good enough. <laughs> I mean, hypothetical doesn't so pay the church's bills. It's It's been an interesting thing, I think, to navigate. Well, and I grew up a pastor's kid. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's how you pay a pastor's salary right. most of the time. And I um, see I see when money is paid out to the church. I see that. And I'm, uh, I'm like, well, oh, that's great. I'm glad I actually did that. Here's the thing. For years, I kind of waited for you to change your stance on it, Mm -hmm. hoping that maybe the Holy Spirit would change your, Mm -hmm. your thoughts on it. And I finally got to the point where I was like, okay, I probably can't give as much as I would like to give in tithing because that would cause conflict in our marriage. But I decided I feel strongly enough that I'm going to give something regularly. And so I set up, it started with me before we found when we were in between churches, you know, giving to different ministries. Um, Right. And then I thought, okay, I'm just going to set up a certain amount each month. Is it like auto pay? Auto pay. Uh We're not going to share the amount, Mm -hmm. but I picked an amount that I knew or that I assumed you would be okay with and would not cause conflict. It's under the shocking threshold. Right. (laughs) But probably not as much as I would give if we were in agreement. So I think that that is one area of finances where we're maybe not on the same page, but we haven't allowed it to become an area of contention or division. Because I know that I am not, in lots of areas, I'm not your Holy Spirit. You're not my Holy Spirit. We are here to iron sharpens iron. We're here to challenge and encourage each other and help each other grow. But I also think sometimes as spouses, if we start to try to be the Holy Spirit to each other, it's going to cause 
problems and issues and fights where there doesn't need to be that. Right. And again, when you say not on the same page with tithing. Yes. I'm not opposed to tithing. I think it's biblical and I think it's good. But you're not like, yeah, let me take initiative on leading in that practice. Is that, that'd be accurate. Yeah. Right. But I appreciate that you do. Good. Then that's, we're making progress <laughs> then, right? That's yeah. good. Yeah. It's interesting. Finances, like, mm-hmm. you know, I think every couple has different ways of managing it, managing finances. We're not great with a budget. It stresses me out to no end to be in the nitty gritty of finances. So oh. I tend to have a general overview right. of what we have, what we can spend, what our bills and expenses are, you know, how much we're paying for this and that. But I, you take care of the daily ins and outs of it because it stresses me out. And I appreciate that. Right. But I regularly show you what the balances are and the right. credit cards and our bank account. And right. And I can stuff. do that, but I don't want to do the daily pain and I, it just <laughs> stresses me. I remember once, like probably a decade ago, uh-huh. I think we sat down and I started keeping a record of all the receipts right. and every tiny little thing. And I, it was, I, that was not fun. I was anxiety. Dave Ramsey probably would, uh, would like to know that we're doing that, Yeah, but we're not currently. We're, we're, we've got our method. We have our method. I'm sure there's better methods. Oh, certainly. But I think that we are trying to honor God and care for our family and be generous with others with what we have. I think we're both mm-hmm. tend to be very generous yeah. because we are both spenders. Yeah, um, I think so. In some sense. Yeah, we've given some expensive presents to people. Yes, we don't need to go into those details. Right, no. But yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think like money. What are like the big topics that couples fight about? Money. Uh-huh. Probably sex. Uh-huh. What else? There's something else that... Communication. Communication. I can't hear you. <laughs> Can Ongoing. you hear me now? What? What? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> but I don't think for us, money has not been... No. We've had, like I said, we've probably had one, maybe two big fights mm-hmm. in over 20 years of marriage on money. And maybe it's because our personalities are similar. Yeah, that's interesting. Cool. But... Yeah. Well, it's an interesting talk that we're having because it's, we're talking about something that we don't have, we haven't perfected. I would say we're not, that I'm not, a, I wouldn't consider myself a mentor when it comes to finance. Or- no. And it's interesting because when I think back to when we did do premarital mentoring, yeah. it was always the finance chapter that we would start out with our couples <laughs> and go, okay. So don't learn from us, learn from the book. We are still <laughs> learning. We will share with you where we're doing well, where we're not doing well, but we recognize that this is not one of our areas of strength per se, as far as keeping a really strict budget right, and all of those things. And I do think we spend a lot of money on our kids and it's not frivolous money. No. It's investing. Absolutely. We tend to invest in what they're interested, what they're interested in. Right. And I would say, you know, as parents, I feel like mm-hmm. we've messed up a lot as all parents do, because it's hard. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that's one area where we've done well is in, is recognizing talents and interests and spending money to invest in it. And I don't regret any of the money we have spent, whether it's dance or a 3D printer or sewing machine mm-hmm. 
or art supplies that we've spent. Right. So, yeah, money. (laughs) So we don't have an answer yet to how to, like we were sitting on the back porch last night and you were sharing with me, you know, your thoughts after hearing the message. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a topic that you'll probably continue to ponder, you know, how can you not look to money for peace? Maybe what we're doing is showing that it's good to have conversations about stuff that you haven't gotten right yet. Yes. And you can be somewhat vulnerable that, you know, we haven't, I haven't gotten it right yet. Well, I haven't either. I could be less of a spender. I get wild ideas. Yeah. Let me spend the money. You (laughs) don't spend it. (laughs) I do. I get wild ideas. I'm like, ooh, can we do this? It usually involves trips or experiences, but yeah. So money. Okay. Yes. So we don't have practical points for you this week. This is more of just a discussion. Except maybe the us time challenge could be practical. Right. That's where I was going. Yep. That's where I was going with this. So for the us time challenge, what I would love to see those of you listening do, do is go to the five, that's the number five money personalities.com and take that same mm-hmm. money assessment that we took both you and your spouse and then talk through your results you may not be super surprised because we weren't super surprised mm-hmm. but it's helpful to have those labels right and to look at the strengths and weaknesses and then maybe do you know what we did which was look back a little bit and go oh okay like when i was like ted you're a risk taker I wouldn't have picked that for you because I didn't exactly know what that entailed. Mm -hmm. But now that they've given you that in your assessment, I go, I can see that and I can see how it may have created a conflict. But going forward, it'll help me understand you and money better. So the S time challenge could be maybe take the assessment and then talk about it. Yeah. You know, be real, be vulnerable, be be honest, recognize that you can always improve. Right. And I think, you know... We're a little over 20 years into marriage Mm -hmm. and we're still learning how to navigate challenges and personality differences and all these Mm -hmm. things. And so if you're listening and you're not newer in your marriage or older in your marriage, you know, be open to doing that too. Yeah, that's good. So, all right. Well, thanks for joining us on the Team Us podcast. We're looking forward to next time as we keep talking about how grace, commitment, and cooperation can help couples live the everyday moments of marriage together. Team Us with Ted and Ashley Slater is a production of Life Audio and Salem Media. If you liked what you heard today, please take a second to rate and review the podcast in your favorite podcast app so that more listeners like you can find the show. For more faith-filled, inspirational podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com. Hi, I'm Beckett Cook, host of The Beckett Cook Show. I lived as a gay man in Hollywood for many, many years until I had a radical encounter with Jesus 13 years ago. Since then, I've gotten my master's degree in seminary and published a book called A Change of Affection. On my podcast, The Becca Cook Show, I sit down with fascinating Christian scholars and thinkers to address the lies of the culture and bring the biblical truth to bear on those lies. To start listening now, go to lifeaudio.com or search for The Becca Cook Show on your favorite podcasting platform.